Welcome to our meeting today. Bihaloteka means, when you set up. The portion Bihaloteka begins with instructions about the menorah for the Mishkan, the tent of meeting. I would like to start today by talking about life. Living life is not automatic. It requires effort every day. When I was young, I looked forward to having free time to play. After we grow up, we balance our activities to accomplish the tasks we need to do, and we make plans for our future. We need to take care of our grooming and dress, planning for meals, cleaning, taking care of ourselves physically, emotionally, and mentally, taking care of ourselves financially, getting proper medical care, and being able to acquire the things we need for life. Just these things alone can take up a lot of our day and if we have a family to take care of, we also have to take care of them. We have responsibilities in our home, housework, and job. Notions of a wasted life of idle living should soon be dashed away when we decide to grow up and take responsibility for our lives. Before people become independent, it is good to plan what you will do. Often this depends on our interests. Esau liked to hunt, and Jacob preferred other ways to provide for himself. He ended up raising cattle. Genesis 25-27 NKJV says, So the boys grew. And Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, but Jacob was a mild man, dwelling in tents. The word mild can also mean someone who does what is right and has integrity according to Strong's Dictionary. That gives us a more detailed way of understanding who Jacob was. Who became the more successful person? Jacob, the one whose primary interest was to do what was right became the father of the nation of Israel. Most of us consider Esau to be a reckless and uncaring person and hardly anyone knows what became of him. In taking care of the things of life, attitude and action is important. Do we want to live right and do what is right or are we self-centered and do not care about being a good person? God knows what we are doing and nothing is hid to God. Jeremiah 16:17 NKJV says, For my eyes are on all their ways, they are not hidden from my face, nor is their iniquity hidden from my eyes. People think they are getting away with things in life, but their attitudes and actions are not hidden to God. Rabbi Shaul said in Romans 2, 5-8 NKJV. But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each one according to his deeds eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality, but to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath. Those who do not follow God's commandments are storing up God's wrath at the time of judgment. So, make a commitment today to keep God's commandments and do what is right and good. It says in Deuteronomy 6 17-18 that keeping God's commandments in the Old Testament portion are right and good. Doing good is not our interpretation of what is good but to keep God's commandments. Do not be an Esau whose legacy amounted to nothing. We need spark in our life. If our spark in life is to do things our own way instead of God's way, we bring evil into the world. The Bible teaches us to do what is good. To not keep God's commandments is evil. Why is that? It is because God knows how we best functions as people and has our best interests at heart. He cares about us and loves us. God is not imposing on our lives but wants to help us. Isaiah 41 13 NKJV says, 
For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. Work at refining life. Plan well and be organized. Take care of yourself and those you love. Work at life, but especially work at being a Jacob who cared about doing what is right. Psalms 25 4-5 NKJV says, Show me your ways, O Lord, teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. Learn God's commandments and apply His truths to your life. Psalms 37 4-5 NKJV says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in Him. Stop trusting in your own ways and do things God's way. Decide that you will trust in God and get excited about doing what is right. Be connected to God properly. We must all find our own path in life, but we do not have to be blind to the truth. We do not have to live on our own terms and flail away at life. Sikpem D. Corinthians 10 3-5 NKJV says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Be obedient to Yeshua. He said that He will turn away those who do not keep the law, Old Testament portion commandments. Matthew 7, 21-23 NKJV says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Also, you can and also said that not keeping the Old Testament law is sin. 1 John 3 4 NKJV says, Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. Do not live in sin. Why not keep God's good commandments? God cares for you. Here is more to consider. There are many scriptures in the Old Testament portion that promise us blessings. The people who say that the Old Testament is harsh, are reading a wrong understanding of the scriptures into the Bible. The Old Testament demonstrates God's love and care for mankind through His good commandments and blessings, they are right and good, again, Deuteronomy 6 17-18. Wrong understandings can lead to a sinful belief system. Some belief systems tell us to believe in God but are very weak in understanding the Bible properly. Some people teach there are no eternal consequences for sin. They do not think that scriptures like the following apply to them. Revelation 21 8 NKJV, But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. It is very clear, isn't it, there is a hell, lake of fire, and those who live a life of sin are going there. False teachers and false believers ignore scriptures they do not want to believe in. We must understand and apply the whole Word of God. Matthew 721 23 is about believers who do not keep the law. Think about it. Again, Yeshua said in Matthew 721-23 NKJV, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, 
and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. They are prophesying and bringing to pass miracles and healings in the name of God, but Yeshua said He will reject them. Because of wrong teaching, many people will end up in the lake of fire because they are living sinful lawless lives. We need to hear this over and over because of the pervasive wrong teaching of our time. If you have left churches or ministries that do not have a strong grasp of correct biblical truths such as this, be glad. They are sending people to eternal death and the lake of fire through their wrong teaching. They may say they believe in God and the Bible, but they are not following what God and the Bible says and therefore, they do not take God seriously and they do not believe in God. We need to examine our lives and expel boxed religious doctrine that is not biblical. We all have different backgrounds and we have applied those to life. These include doctrines taken out of context, the context of the whole of the Bible, and their Jewish biblical context. Also, we may find it confusing to find out that we have been taught man-made doctrines. Take Colossians chapter 2 for example which is about not following misapplied man-made doctrines. Colossians 2 8 NKJV, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men. Colossians 2 21-22 NKJV, Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, which all concern things which perish with the using, according to the commandments and doctrines of men. What is the context? It is about doctrines of people and not God. Commandment of God, Keep Shabbat as a day of rest instituted by God in Genesis 2-3 NKJV, then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it He rested from all His work which God had created and made. Shabbat is our Friday at sunset to Saturday at sunset. Commandment of Men, Keep Sunday the Day of the Sun God Mithras By simple context then, Colossians 2:16 NKJV tells us not to judge people by man-made laws. So let no one judge you in food or in drink, or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths. Commandments of men, you cannot turn on a light on the day of rest because that is somehow the work of creating a fire, you cannot open an umbrella on Shabbat because you are putting up a structure. The context is that we are not to judge others by how they keep Shabbat that is between them and God. We are to rest on Shabbat. There is a tendency to judge what others do. Perhaps you won't pick up a pencil on Shabbat because that is something you do for work, but for someone else, they will pick up a pencil to relax and draw on Shabbat. Be careful not to make excuses to work though. I will talk to God about even doing emergency work on Shabbat. If I can put off the emergency work, I will put it off for another day. People will tell me it doesn't matter if we keep Shabbat, and they base their decision on their misinterpretation of Colossians chapter 2. It is not about, not keeping God's commandments, it is about not keeping commandments of people. They are not understanding the context. The context is about commandments and doctrines of men, man-made doctrines. It should be easy to understand, but they have been blinded by false theology. The book of James 1. 25 translated from the Hebrew reads, But anyone who observes himself by the whole Torah, which is the instruction of the examiner, and stands in Torah, not hearing it, the Torah, in forgetfulness, for if he works the work, his happiness is in his actions. From Dr. Miles Jones' book, 
the Epistle of James, Yaakov, a translation from the Hebrew, page 24. The pagans changed God's word and they also killed anyone who had the Hebrew scriptures of the New Testament and burned their scrolls. This was done to change Christianity into a pagan religion. The Greek manuscripts changed the word Torah in the Hebrew to Law of Liberty to make that verse fit into their pagan religion so they would not have to keep God's feasts, but instead their own pagan feasts, that is heresy. The Romans' empire then made it illegal to keep God's feasts. We have inherited lies. Jeremiah 16:19 NKJV says, The Gentiles shall come to you from the ends of the earth and say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies. Do not let your pride get in the way of truth. We talk about these things to try to help people. You do not have to get angry although being fooled by wrong teaching can be difficult to take. Instead use that energy to show genuine concern for others. Hate sin, care about people. Teach others how to understand and apply the Bible. Tell them not to be confused by wrong teaching. All we can do sometimes is appeal to people's ability to use good sense and understanding the Bible the way it was originally intended. For example, do not follow the added commandments of men, or subtract from God's commandments, instead follow the commandments of God. People have learned the commandments of men as though they are commandments of God. Deuteronomy 4 2 NKJV, You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Sometimes when I tell people I keep Shabbat, they ask me if I am Jewish. Shabbat and all God's feasts are God's feasts, not just Jewish feasts. Leviticus 23 2 NKJV, The feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, these are my feasts. What is good comes from God, what is from man is often worldly. God's commandments are for our good. Also, God created the earth and the good things we need to live. Deuteronomy 10:13-14 and 16 NKJV says, Keep the commandments of the Lord and His statutes which I command you today for your good. Indeed heaven and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your God, also the earth with all that is in it, therefore circumcise the foreskin of your heart, and be stiff-necked no longer. God is good and is the creator of good things, he has provided His good commandments for us and provided good things for us so we can live. We are to cut off the worldly ways from our hearts. Shaul quotes Deuteronomy 10:16 in the New Testament. People read his quote and think that because we are to circumcise our hearts, the Old Testament is done away with. He is quoting the Old Testament to make a point. Over and over, we see verses from the Old Testament quoted in order to instruct us on how to live. That is because we are to understand and keep God's good commandments from the Old Testament. God's ways are not a cartoon that we can ignore and just go on doing things our own way. Proverbs 14:12 and 14 NKJV says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. The backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways, but a good man will be satisfied from above. The simple believes every word but the prudent considers well as steps. Do what God tells us to do, don't just do what you want to do, be satisfied in doing things God's way, don't be mindless, simple, and do what people say or do something to get attention for doing it, be sensible and watch your steps so you do what is right and good, and so you don't go to the lake of fire. Now begins our Torah teaching. 
Bihaloteka means, when you set up. The portion Bihaloteka begins with instructions about the menorah for the Mishkan, tent of meeting. The menorah is shaped like a tree, and it gives light to the inside of the Mishkan. The Torah is referred to as a tree of life that gives us light because it gives us wisdom and understanding. Just as the menorah gives light to the Mishkan, the Holy Spirit gives light to believers in Yeshua. The ancient rabbis will speculate on things written in the Bible. There are seven lamps for the menorah and there are seven words to the beginning of Genesis. These are interesting ideas, but they are just ideas. The rabbis make up quite a few of these diversions. The base of the menorah is the root of the tree and represents God. It has three legs. Why not four or just one? Perhaps this represents Yehovah, Yeshua, and the Ruach HaKodesh. Just like the Shema says Yehovah, El Ohe No, Yehovah, God, God, God is one. The Levi Im, Levites, were then cleansed and then the people of Israel laid hands on them. The Levites were a wave or elevation offering for Israel so the Levites would serve Israel at the Mishkan. Israel observed the Passover, but some were unclean. Those who were unclean were to observe the Passover the next month on the fourteenth day of the second month. A cloud covered the Mishkan during the day and at night it appeared as fire. The cloud would give Israel relief from the heat during the day and warm them at night. When the cloud moved Israel would break camp and follow it. It is a physical picture for us to follow God. The portion then describes what they did for each type of trumpet blast from the two silver trumpets. They were a large group of people, so they needed signals for how to proceed when the cloud moved. They used the trumpets to signal when the next tribe was to begin moving and for other purposes like for war and for the feasts. This teaches us we need order in what we do. In the second year on the twentieth day of the second month, the twentieth of Iyar, the portion describes how Israel set out. The very same prayer that is said before the procession of the Torah scroll in synagogues is in this portion starting in Numbers 10:35. This symbolic procession is a reenactment of Israel following God. It then says the people were complaining and it angered the Lord. The Spirit of God rested on the seventy elders and also two others. In response to the two others that prophesied, Moshe said that he wished all the Lord's people were prophets. The Lord sent them quail, but the Lord struck them with a plague for their complaining. They had cattle to eat that they brought with them, so this complaining has to be a longing to return to Egypt instead of being satisfied with the true God and His provision. Aaron and Miriam speak against Moshe and Miriam is stricken with snow-white scales. Moshe had a special relationship with God and spoke to him face to face. They should have known better than to be critical of Moshe. Moshe speaks to God on her behalf, and she is healed, she must remain outside the camp for seven days. The cloud did not move for seven days, so Israel remained in camp for seven days while Miriam remained outside the camp. They moved on after she returned, and the cloud began moving. Perhaps this a picture of the patience and mercy of God. They all waited so perhaps this teaches us to have patience with others. Also, it says that Moshe saw the likeness of God, Yehovah, in Numbers 12:8. God appeared to and talked to Abraham in Genesis 18:33, which says that Yehovah went his way after talking to Abraham. God talked with Adam in the Garden of Eden. 
God appeared to Jacob and the Bible says that God appeared to Isaac as well. God can appear as a man, He can do what He wants. The Messiah is to be from the line of David and God. Jeremiah 23 5-6 NKJV says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness, a king shall reign and prosper, and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell safely, now this is his name by which he will be called the Lord our righteousness. Lord in these verses is the exclusive name of God. We see Israel as a nation laying on hand so the Levi, Im, Levites, would serve them. There is an apparent transference taking place by this laying on of hands and that is what the laying on of hands is for. We especially see this on Yom Kippur when the priest atones for the sins of Israel by laying hands on the scapegoat and sending it away, see Leviticus 16. As the scapegoat leaves, it signaled the atonement of Israel's sins. They were the true believers back then and that was the way God provided for their forgiveness until the Messiah came. They knew this was a temporary measure until the Messiah came. Similarly, we see Yeshua dying for our sins, raising from the dead, and going away like the scapegoat. Yeshua will return at a future time. Yeshua as God touched others and people were healed. This is a typical way of Jewish prayer. It is most often done by touching the other person's head. In the present, we often pray and lay on hands in God's name to impute God's healing, blessing, etc. Acts 4 29-30 is an example of this. As we lay on our hands, God stretches out His own hand to heal and bless. It is not us doing the healing, it is God doing the healing. The Jewish procession of the Torah and the Jews following the cloud in the desert is a picture of Israel following God, it is a picture of Israel obeying, following, God, of believers in Yeshua following God, and of believers in Yeshua following the lead of the Holy Spirit. Yeshua tells us to follow Him in Matthew 16 24. He tells us to take up our execution stake. The word for cross in the Greek is execution stake according to Strong's Greek Dictionary. This is in stark contrast to the easy believability that is being preached today. Yeshua said in Revelation 2:10 NKJV, Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. We are to keep God's commands and stay faithful. When you say a prayer to accept the Messiah, that is only the beginning of living out our faith. Believing in God means we are to actually act like we believe in Him and be faithful. In this portion, Moshe says that he wished all God's people were prophets. It has always been God's intention that we fellowship with God personally. That close connection was lost when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, but that connection has been restored to some extent now through the gift of the Holy Spirit. Believers in Yeshua are commanded to receive the Holy Spirit, Acts 2:38-39. It is not true that God did not speak to His people in the Tanakh, Old Testament portion. The entire Tanakh is filled with people encountering God and God speaking to them. Some say that God does not speak anymore, has He lost His voice? Remember the story of Elijah and the prophets of Baal. Elijah mocked the pagans because their pagan gods were powerless, 1 Kings 18 20-40. The true God is not powerless, your denomination may be powerless, but why should he speak to a people who will not listen to him anyway and those who just make up their own doctrine? Also, 
We see dire consequences being administered by God to people who complain, have bad attitudes, or speak against God's anointed. Let us be ever mindful to avoid complaining, to avoid bad attitudes, and be careful what we say about those in authority, especially our spiritual leaders. The rabbis say we should be careful not to commit Lashon Hara, evil speaking. The Haftorah for Behaloteka is Zechariah 2 14-4-7. God says that someday He will dwell among the Israelites. We know that He literally did that when Yeshua was here, and He will do it again someday. God then says that He will remove Israel's sin in one day. Yeshua did that for us when He gave Himself on the stake. That will be completely fulfilled at the time of His future return in the new Kingdom of God. The portion concludes with, not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, in Zechariah 4 6. The Holy Spirit is our helper to help us live right and walk with God in the here and now. We also expect that someday the Holy Spirit will keep us pure forever and we will not sin anymore. Those that do not want to live right will end up in the lake of fire for eternity. We now begin our section on Commandments, Implied Commandments, Permissions, and other concepts. We can also understand commandments are being implied from other scriptures in the Bible. There are other possible concepts than what is shared here. If Passover is missed, Passover may be kept in the next month. Numbers 9 11-12. The sounding of the two trumpets. Numbers 10 9-10. We now begin our teaching, God is still involved with His people a teaching to accompany the Torah portion. God's power in us can be amazing. It is important to follow God the way we are supposed to, follow God's commandments and how the Holy Spirit leads us. The first thing we need to understand is that the Bible is God's revelation, and it should be our primary way how we are to be led by God. We have a whole set of commandments from the Old Testament portion that God gave us so that we know how to live and behave. The New Testament commandments are derived from the Old Testament commandments and can sometimes give us a more detailed understanding of what is written in the Old Testament portion. After we obey God's commandments, the Holy Spirit will sometimes fill in the details. One of God's commands states that if an animal is in trouble, we are to help it, Exodus 23 4-5, Deuteronomy 22 4. This leads to understand the biblical concept of protecting the lives of both animals and people. Yeshua taught this same principle from the Torah, then He answered them, saying, Which of you, having a donkey or an ox that has fallen into a pit, will not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? Luke 14 5 NKJV. This is how we understand that the Torah teaches us to protect life and Yeshua taught the same thing. We need to make proper applications of the Torah. It is important to understand that Yeshua, Jesus, and Sha'ul, Paul, both taught appropriately applied applications of the Torah. This is not the same thing as the nonsense imposed by some that micromanage people's lives. We end up with some 1,050 appropriately applied commandments in the New Testament portion that was applied from the Old Testament portion. Take for example the command from the Torah to return someone's ox to them. We should understand that if anyone loses something of value and we find it, we should try to find the owner. It is not too difficult to see how this can apply. Also, take for example not to engage in revelry. 
Revelry at the time of Sha'ul included sexual perversion and idolatry that the Torah tells us is wrong, so it is wrong to engage in that type of revelry. This also is not difficult to understand, we need to apply the Torah to our lives properly. The reason people do not understand how to apply the Torah is because most people do not know the Torah and have never been taught how to apply the Torah. I was mostly taught by my mother, she took the time to talk about various important issues the Torah teaches. Learning about what the Bible says is important and I have taken that seriously. Later I went on to get two engineering degrees and two Bible degrees with some work toward my doctorate. It was during my doctorate that I began my messianic studies. We not only need to understand how to apply the Torah, but in this messianic age, we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Years ago, the Holy Spirit probably saved me and my friends from injury or perhaps even death. I was driving on a main road at the outskirts of the city at night with my friends. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to a poorly marked construction hole in the road. If the Holy Spirit had not done that, I am convinced we would have been in a terrible accident. I wasn't being reckless, I was a good driver, and I took my driving seriously. It is so important to follow God's commandments. They give us life it says in Proverbs 7 2 NKJV, Keep my commands and live, and my law is the apple of your eye. The Holy Spirit also gives life. Wow, God protecting us is an incredible blessing from God. That is the incredible great power of God at work. The Holy Spirit kept us safe, and the Holy Spirit can even change the course of our lives for the better. God at times tells me not to do something and I know He is helping me or protecting me. I know my life has changed course for the better through His commandments and the Holy Spirit. You could say that God empowers us. The Holy Spirit is our superpower. If you want a superpower, believe on the Messiah Yeshua. Also, think about it, since we are to protect life, doing things safely and caring about others is a properly applied commandment of God. We may feel small and insignificant at times, but we should stand strong in our spiritual walk in what we do and wherever we are. At times, we can be truly humbled as a result of God's goodness. Sometimes though we may feel as though we are unimportant. The world is so immense and there is so much going on. Moshe, Moses, was responsible for perhaps some two million people. Could you imagine feeling the weight of all that as Moshe looked across the Sea of Aqaba and wondered where you would go, and by the way, the Egyptian army was bearing down on them and the people? Then the sea parts and the people get across safely with walls of water on each side. Exodus 14:29 NKJV says, But the children of Israel had walked on dry land in the midst of the sea and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. God can do and will do amazing things. Talk about superpowers. 1 Timothy 6:12 says too, Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. So, stand strong no matter what so that you can take hold of eternal life. Work on your personal life and spiritual life. Do not falter in these areas because they affect each other. Most of life is just taking care of the day-to-day -day and taking care of ourselves and those most near and dear to us. We understand from the Torah that we are to take care of ourselves and protect life. When we do not take care of ourselves properly, we are not keeping God's commandments. So, taking safety seriously, not taking extreme chances or being reckless, caring about others, 
being protective, and all the other things we do to get by in life are also important. Of course, our spiritual life is most important. It determines where we will spend eternity. When Israel left Egypt, they got trapped at the sea, they had no water or food, and they were in the desert. The Bible says that God was teaching them a lesson and we need to learn this lesson too. Deuteronomy 8 3 NKJV says, So He humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna which you did not know nor did your fathers know, that He might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. God is the true giver of life in the here and now and for eternity. The same things that apply to our physical life apply to our spiritual life. Take our spiritual life seriously and guard it. Do not let temptation overcome you or be reckless spiritually. Care about the spiritual lives of those around you. Protect your spiritual life, and do all the things we need to do for our spiritual life. Pray, study, and learn how to apply God's commandments and follow the Holy Spirit. Do not let darkness get a foothold. 1 John 3 4 and 8 NKJV says, Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness, whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. The word lawlessness is the Greek word for not keeping the Torah that was used in the Old Testament Greek. So not keeping the Torah is sin and is of the devil. Yeshua said that at judgment time He will say to those who do not keep the Torah, I never knew you, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Matthew 7:23 NKJV. Again, the word lawlessness is the Greek word that means not to keep the Torah. Yeshua came to give us victory over sin. 1 John 3:8 NKJV says, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. God has given us victory through the Messiah. God leading us is important. It may not look like much at times, but it can take rock-solid form and move us in the right direction. It seems 99% of life is just living by God's manual for life, the Bible, and taking care of ourselves, but then there is that one very important area of life in this messianic age. Our lives may not look like much at times, but it can take rock-solid form as we allow the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. The Holy Spirit encourages us and moves us in the right direction. 1 1 Corinthians 14 1, 3 NKJV says, Pursue love, and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy, he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. Did you know that the primary purpose for the prophetic is to build us up, encourage us, and give us hope and comfort? First, we need the prophetic of God's Word. Shaul, Paul, tells Timothy in 2 Timothy 3:15 NKJV, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise. Timothy's mother was Jewish, so she taught him the Old Testament Scriptures. Acts 16:1 NKJV says, And behold, a certain disciple was there, named Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman. Shaul was quoting the Old Testament when he said the Holy Scriptures will make you wise. Deuteronomy 4 6 NKJV says, Therefore be careful to observe them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these statutes, and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. God's Word and the prophetic gives us direction and encouragement. 
God gave Joshua a word of encouragement and said in Joshua 1 8-9 NKJV. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Isn't that great? A lot of times God's encouragement in this verse is taken out of context. People quote, be strong and of good courage, and ignore the rest. Keep God's commandments, they will help you greatly. Be strong, don't be afraid or discouraged, God is with you, and by the way, He is with us. Some only trust in the written Word of God and then often only part of it. Joshua got encouragement from God at that moment he needed it, it wasn't written down previously. The seventy leaders of Israel prophesied in this portion. They were words that built them up, encouraged them, and gave them hope and comfort. There were two others that prophesied, and Moshe said that he wished everyone would prophesy. It is God's will that we hear encouragement from him. Shaul said to seek our spiritual gifting, and especially that you may prophesy. We live in a messianic age where we should be using our spiritual gifts in the body of believers. It says in Acts 2 17-18 NKJV, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my Spirit on all flesh, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. And on my menservants and on my maidservants I will pour out my Spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. That is us. We need the work of the Holy Spirit that can form us and make us strong in the Lord. We need God's Word and His prophetic words that are able to literally save our lives and give us the wisdom we need for life. Isaiah 28:29 NKJV says, This also comes from the Lord of hosts, who is wonderful in counsel and excellent in guidance. God still speaks to us and will guide us. God was involved with His people in the desert and He is still involved with His people. God's power is amazing, and His Holy Spirit is like a superpower working in us and helping those who believe in the Messiah Yeshua. Israel followed God in the desert and that is a picture of us following God's commandments and the leading of the Holy Spirit. No matter how you feel, stand strong. Moshe led Israel out of Egypt and God can help us and lead us. Keep your life in order both physically and spiritually. Take life seriously and do not allow the devil a foothold. God's leading is important and just like He led Israel to safety from the Egyptians, His Word and the Holy Spirit will lead us and help us to live wisely. Thank you for joining us today. In closing, let's say the ironic blessing from Numbers 6 24-26. Yehovah bless you and keep you. Yehovah make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Yehovah lift up His face upon you, and give to you peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us today.